I try to normalize and let women know that there's not a darn thing wrong with them. I mean, I think for most of us, we women, think to ourselves, well, I'm just not the kind of woman who can have orgasms, or I'm not the kind of woman who can have orgasms from intercourse. And then our partner's like, well, I guess she's not, but I still want to have intercourse, so we're going to keep doing it. I got to do it to make my man happy. And then you end up with such dissatisfying intercourse. I, I often say it's every time that you have intercourse when you're not basically having orgasms the whole time it's happening, which is what is your birthright and possible for every woman, you're putting another brick in the wall of your future sexless relationship. You don't want it after a while when it's not good. Welcome to the Menopause Mastery Podcast, a show for women just like you who are ready for more health, vitality, passion, living life with a purpose. I created this show because I knew that women just like me in this second season of life, the season of menopause, are really tapping into their deepest desires. And we're ready to harness our physical and mental health and explore what our true passions are and peel back the layers to uncover exactly what we want out of life. I'm your host, Betty Murray, part geek, part magician, and your new medical bestie with a dash of sass. I love taking the complex science and making it easier to integrate into daily life. So let's join the journey to make this season the best ever. Welcome back to Menopause Mastery. Uh, So today I'm talking to Susan Bratton, and we're going to be talking about intimacy and wellness. She is the intimacy expert to millions. She's a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion for their entire life. She's the co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media, a publisher of heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, and The 20 LLC, a manufacturer of organic botanical supplements that enhance vitality. She's also a leading spokeswoman for Gainswave and FemaWave. Susan's also been featured in the New York Times, on CNBC, and the Today Show. She makes frequent appearances on all the big networks, ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox. You can find her at The Susan Bratton Show at BetterLover.com and her personal shares on Instagram at Susan Bratton and her Lust for Life supplements, Flow and Desire at The 20 Store. And that's T-H-E-2-0-S-T-O-R-E.com. And so... What do we talk about today? So before you go, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear about this because this is really, really touchy subject. We talk a lot today about desire, intimacy, pleasure and arousal and how hormones play a role. Yes, but there are all these other pieces to having a really fabulous long sex span, using Susan's word, sex life long past menopause. Because most women, let's face it, by the time we hit menopause, that's something on a to-do list and it's something we didn't enjoy. And Susan goes into how to bring vitality and life back to that and how to have those conversations and how to introduce and learn how to have a really great intimacy. She also talks about the 20 different types of orgasm and how to have those and what you need to know about that. I don't know about you, but I didn't know we had 20 different types of orgasm. So listen today, because this may help bring massive intimacy, sexual desire, and sexual fulfillment to your life long term, long after you go through menopause. So join Susan and I today on Menopause Mastery. Okay, Susan, we're getting ready to talk intimacy and how to have a really awesome sex life for the rest of your life. So how'd you you get into this? I'd love Uh, to hear this story. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite phrases in the world is your greatest wound becomes your greatest gift. And when I was in my mid, well, I was in my early 40s and I'd been married for a little over a decade. My relationship with my husband was fantastic except for our intimacy. And I had never really achieved any satisfaction from intercourse. And I'd been having intercourse with him for over a decade, really disillusioned with intimate relations. And he was, of course, beside himself because it felt good to him every single time. And we were just kids in our mid-40s. We didn't know what we didn't know. And we didn't understand how the body worked. We didn't understand women's arousal patterns versus men's. And frankly, what we were doing in hindsight being 2020 We were having what I now call patriarchal sex rather than matriarchal sex. And once we learned some skills, our sex life got incredible. 
we'd gone to some workshops and learned some techniques. And we said, gosh, we really need to bring these kinds of workshops and this education to the internet because so few people have the money, the time, or the courage to go into a room full of people and learn sex techniques. But anyone can learn these things on the internet. This was two decades ago. My husband was originally, we were a silicon, we were a high-powered Silicon Valley couple from the outside looking in. We had it all, but from the inside looking out, we were missing the core component. The two core components to relationship, I'd really say three are that you understand each other's relationship values. What are what are you in the relationship for and what are they in the relationship for? Because they're different than you are. And you have to not treat your partner the way you want to be treated. That's the golden rule. You want to do the platinum rule, treat them the way they want to be treated. We didn't know that then. And money wasn't a problem. We were both gainfully employed, but we didn't understand how to transform friction into connection, having sex into making love. And once we learned those things, we said, wow, let's put this on the internet. My husband was the inventor of Rhapsody, the first online music service that predated Spotify and Pandora. And he was he owned all the original patents on that. And I was with the company that invented the cable modem. I mean, if you get Cox, Comcast, et cetera, Rogers, whatever, but internet over cable modem technology. And so we understood where the internet was going. And we understood that if we created online programs that anyone from anywhere in the world could access, we could really help the people who and wanted it. And so that was almost 20 years ago. We've been working together since then. We celebrate our 30th anniversary this June. And he's in Vegas today for three days learning about AI, because <laughs> that's where it's all going, as we just talked about, Betty. But the night before he left, we had just an incredible lovemaking session after 30 years of thick and thin I'm here to tell you that just like DNA helix spirals up, so can passionate lovemaking between long-term partners. I'm a big believer in once you understand what to do, you can have intimate relations that keep getting better your whole life long. And I also stand for ageless sexuality, not letting the road bumps and obstacles of menopause prevent you from having the intimacy that frankly keeps you looking 10 years younger than your peers. I don't need any more studies than that one study to tell me I want to have great sex for the rest of my life. There's lots of reasons why sex is good for you. Lots of reasons why it adds to your longevity. But the one that makes you look 10 years younger than all your friends, that's enough for me. That and the pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I love your statement that we were having patriarchal sex because it's not, yeah. it's not a bash against men, no. but let's face it, sexuality has been very much a man's world and we That's were right. just the partner within it, you know? And so, so do you, so do you feel like that? Did that sexual awakening, obviously you went to classes and things like that mm -hmm. and out of that pain, but did you feel like that was a like a moment in time where it was like, okay, this is it? Or yeah. was it a slow brewing? Like, here's what's going on. I need more. I need more. I need more. It was almost instantaneous when we learned uh, some basic skills. We, uh, I think workshops are so powerful. And when, when you begin to learn basic skills and it instantly makes your sex life better, there's this phrase that one of my mentors, Perry Belcher, talks about. He says, he likes little hinges that swing big doors. He likes leverage. And that's what I've always done with my sex ed training. It's basically been passionate lovemaking techniques. What do I need to know? What are the basics that I need to know to transform into this massively satisfying experience where I'm confident in myself? My pleasure is never in question. I, I don't have to worry, am I going to be able to achieve climax? I just know it's going to be great. And there's a couple of kind of big buckets of that that I've learned over the years. One is specifically orgasm skills. Specifically, how does our body achieve orgasm and what is the path to doing it? And I love to teach people how to have one kind and then the next kind and then the next thing is there's 20 kinds of orgasms our body can have and the 20th one is wild card because everybody has different ways they get to. And, and there's locations to touch, there's techniques to use, and there's objects of pleasure. 
and all of them contribute to different kinds of orgasmic response. So that's one thing. The second thing is understanding female arousal versus male arousal patterns. We've been going at the tempo of men and they are hornier all the time. They have more testosterone than we do. They have fast acting hemodynamics. Their blood flow comes into their, their genital system much, much faster than ours. They, they're driven to masturbate every day. We're not. That's something that we can do or not do. And so we've been just, and I'll tell you, there's also another thing. Religious repression has really chunked down intimacy into sex is intercourse. That's what sex is. When I say we're having sex, everybody thinks intercourse. And we even have this distinction of foreplay and sex. Like we do foreplay and then we do sex. Well, foreplay is everything but intercourse. Well, that's because religious repression says sex is for procreation only. That's a vestige of our old thinking about our sexuality. So when I get people to be like, oh God, I didn't think about it that way. Well, so intimacy or sex is all of the pleasurable things from adoration, stroking my body, looking in my eyes, caressing my face, sweet kissing, relaxation, being held, holding each other, manual body pleasuring, oral pleasuring, all of these things. If we thought about all of that as sex and not like we're just building up to intercourse and then it's done, we'd have a lot more pleasurable intercourse as women because we'd be getting all the things that we need to create the internal erection that we need. Because if you imagine a banana, got one, I'm in case you're watching YouTube, if you imagine a banana and it's all of the erectile tissue of the penis, 50% of that tissue sticks out of a man's body. 50% actually goes in and down toward his testicles. And all of the fruit of that banana is erectile tissue. It's quick. It's like a straight shot and it gets filled very quick, quickly. But if I took tissue out of, I took that out of that banana and instead I turned it into a circle with a point at the, and I put it inside a vulva, that's how much erectile tissue we have. 5% of it at most, maybe 1% of it is, is visible if we really look. All of it's inside, wrapped around our vagina. But because we can't see it, we don't know when it gets erect. And so we're constantly rushed to intercourse, constantly. I know most women have literally never once gotten the stimulation required to have a full erection prior to being penetrated. So when you hit menopause and you're like, man, I don't have any libido left, I think a part of that is a loss of, certainly a loss of estrogen, which is really what we lose in menopause, but only because it keeps the vaginal mucosa lining thicker, right? It gets thin and we get lax, flat, more flaccid without estrogen. But our testosterone doesn't necessarily have to drop if we have good microbiome and we're healthy and we're moving and we're, especially if we're lifting weight and we're doing high intensity interval training, we've got a fair amount of testosterone. I really believe that for most women, the reason when they hit menopause that they don't, that, that they're like, where did my libido go? Is a combination of being rushed for sex our whole lives and we could take it or leave it, not doing enough weight bearing exercise and movement, having a destroyed gut microbiome that doesn't give us the neurotransmitters and the hormone production we need for our desire. But it's mostly due to the fact that we have never had satisfying sex compared to our male-bodied partners because we've been running on their time clock and their clock runs faster than ours. The number one thing I say to men is turn around and come back and get us and work with us to get us to full arousal prior any kind of penetration. It takes us 30 minutes at a minimum just to relax, let down, let the blood flow, connect our hearts, drop into, you know, get out of our minds and into our bodies. And we need help with all of that. We can't do it without our partner, no matter where they are on the gender spectrum. And so I think for a lot of women, they'd be a lot more inclined to be libidinous, lusty, desireful <laughs> if we'd had that kind of lovemaking in our lives. I would agree. You know, I'm amazed when I'm in clinic 
with so many women and you start we start because obviously that's part of the conversation because all all the women are perimenopausal or menopausal and even some that are younger they're just so stressed out they're like oh my god just don't even think about it but but truly and then i'll ask well are you able to orgasm and just the look of shock number one that i asked it yeah like you know and then the other one how many will admit no i don't at all and so i think you know some of it is obviously the patriarchal system and all that other stuff but i think women because and it's you know religious and cultural and all these other things, touching ourselves is considered taboo. Yeah. You know, and so we, many women don't really know what they enjoy because they themselves have never explored it. So that's, I mean, like that's, how do you help people sort of embrace that conversation? Well, number one, I try to normalize and let women know that there's not a darn thing wrong with them. I mean, I think for most of us, we women think to ourselves, well, I'm just not the kind of woman who can have orgasms, or I'm not the kind of woman who can have orgasms from intercourse. And then our partner's like, well, I guess she's not, but I still want to have intercourse. So we're going to keep doing it. I got to do it to make my man happy. And then you end up with such dissatisfying intercourse. I, I often say it's every time that you have intercourse when you're not basically having orgasms the whole time it's happening, which is what is your birthright and possible for every woman. You're putting another brick in the wall of your future sexless relationship. You don't want it after a while when it's not good. So what I like to do is I like to help women cross the gasm chasm, close the orgasm gap. And uh, once a woman understands, women understand generally that there's more than one way to have an orgasm. And many women are interested in doing that. Oh, I'd like to have clitoral orgasms, cervical orgasms, orgasms with intercourse, G-spot orgasms, female ejaculatory orgasms, nipplegasms, mouthgasms. You know, I'd like to have all these things. That sounds good to me. One of the things that I, I've been working on is I just recently put together something called the Sex Life Bucket List. And it's, it's at sexlifebucketlist.com if you want to put it in the show notes. It's a free download. It's a PDF. And it's good whether you're solo or you're in a relationship. And essentially what it has is 48 erotic play dates. And I like to think of the notion of intimacy as an erotic play date rather than as sex, because sex, again, brings you right back to, I'm going to be penetrated before I'm ready. And you don't want to have, you don't want to schedule sex dates. You're not even turned on. But erotic play dates where you get the opportunity to slow down and try something new, learn a new skill, whether that's with yourself in solo pleasuring or it's with a partner in partnered play. So I came up with 48 erotic play dates that help you understand how you, all these different ways that you can increment your skills and your knowledge and your capability and expand your pleasure potential. And it comes with a PDF download and I give you a 40 minute video workshop. It's essentially your first erotic play date. I walk you through all 48 of the different erotic play dates because some of them you're like, I don't even know what that is. And I explain what it is. And then you're like, ooh, that sounds interesting. So the idea is that you do A's, B's, and C's. A's are, this is definitely going on my bucket list. This is where I want to learn more. B's are, it's not on my bucket list, but if I had a partner and it was on their bucket list, I would do it with them. C's are, it's not for me right now. Never say never because our sexual maturation is part of our overall maturation. If we hold the flame. If we keep the flame alive for our sexuality, we can have the best sex of our lives in our 60s and our 70s, maybe even in our 80s with the way we are expanding our lifespan as we expand our sex span. So I talk to a lot of women in midlife who are like, I kind of feel like I got to get that act together. Like I really felt like I never really had the sex. Maybe I had it one time with one person years ago, or we had it when we first got together. But I want that now. I want that in my life. But I've got all these problems. My genitals are aging. So what I really do is I help people with three legs of the the stool, the solid stool of your sex span, expanding your sex span, having satisfying sexuality your whole life. And that is learning skills, getting your communication solidified, And the communication is really, how do I know what I want so I can ask for it? It comes from pre-communication. You literally have to understand your felt sense so you can put it to words. And then learning how 
to have your car, your partner be like really pleased that you tell them what you need instead of contracting or shutting down or taking it as failure. And I've got tricks for that. And then moving into sensual talk, pillow talk, adoration, appreciation, just starting to actually ver- be verbal during your intimacy takes it up to another level. So the communication, the sensation, the technique, how to get in your body, stay in your body, feel your body, expand, build new neural pathways to pleasure, become more multi-orgasm, become orgasmic, multi-orgasmic, extended orgasms, expanded orgasms, all that. Those are two. And the third one is how to keep your genitals in good shape your whole life as you start to age, your body desiccates, your vagina atrophies, you begin to get incontinence, you've got loss of lubrication, you have sensation loss, your libido is lower. How do you fix every single one of those things? I've got the answers to how to fix it all. And I've got it in the, if you're on a budget, if you could spend a little money, if you're just like throw everything at it, let's go. It's the most important thing to me. I don't care about another pair of shoes. I just want great incredibly pleasurable sex. I've got that too. So that's how, that's basically when people hear that, they're like, whoa, man, that's, that's interesting. Like I would like to, I would like to be the sexiest I've ever felt and have the most pleasure I've ever felt and have a renaissance in my sex life and like take back my pleasure in the way I need to have it. What do I do, Suze? Exactly. You know, because I mean, I agree with you. I would say my sex life is better today than it was 20 years ago, probably because I do know my I know my body better. I know what I like better. I am able to communicate it better. You know, I look at that and I go, you know, I'm happier now than I was 25 or 30 for sure. But I think, you know, I think jumped on a very important conversation. So some of it is you know, as women, obviously, we have to learn how to have that conversation and so many people because there's, there's so much emotion wrapped up in our sexuality with our partners. What are yes. some tips that you can give mm-hmm. my listeners? Because, you know, they're like, well, this is fine and dandy and I can talk about it with my girlfriends while I have a glass of wine. But it's a whole nother game to bring it up in the bedroom. Yeah, especially if we're with male body partners, if we're, if we're with men, if we're with testosterone dominant penis owning human beings. Oh, they do not like to fail. I mean, it's like crushing to their ego. So women get so afraid of giving their guys feedback, you know, but um, I have this trick, as I told you. So one of my, probably one of my most popular books is Sexual Soulmate, Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials to Connected Sex. I have been helping people and I don't do any one-on-one stuff. I don't do workshops. I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques. I've written and published 44 books and programs on how to transform having sex into making love. That's my style, if you will. My brand is that heart-connected, conscious lovemaking techniques. That's what I like. And one of my most popular books is called Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials to Connected Sex. And it you can get it on Amazon, but let me give you a link to download the PDF for free. It's at sexualsoulmatesbook.com. And inside there is a technique called the Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T, like an agreement. And it basically, I I won't go into all the depths so we can cover more things because you can download it and read it and you can have your partner read it, which I think is the most important thing, agreement between two people. But it gets around that issue where it turns your partner into a feedback, hungry for feedback. They don't look at it as failure anymore. They look at it as the keys to the kingdom. They look at it as, how they win. And men especially, they want to win. They want to know they did a good job. They, they just really need to be respected for the work they do. And that's a part of their testosterone dominance, equally with how much faster they get turned on. Like testosterone has many good, good things and bad things to it. So the Sexual Soulmate Pact really teaches you how to deliver your, how to know what you're wanting. Because a lot of women say, I don't know what I want, but I just know what I'm getting, isn't it? And I help you flip that into understanding how to listen to your body and how to interpret that with words to your partner so that they get the information they need to give you the incredible pleasure they want to give you. Because they give up their own pleasure for your pleasure. They want it so badly for you. But you have to kind of go sideways around their, their like egoic need. You know, you have to circumvent their ego and slip in the information. 
And so that's what this sexual soulmate pack does. It really helps with those two things. One, how do I know what I want? And then have the courage to ask for it, knowing that my partner's going to be like, thank you, baby. How's this? Instead of, well, don't tell I know what I'm doing. You know, like that. Once we've been shut down, we're just like, we're mute after that. We just hate to be shut down. And and it's so discouraging and it's so disrespectful to us. But we've been shut down over and over to the point where we're afraid to speak up for ourselves. It's interesting. I was just reading a book called Nar Country by Stephen Kotler. You should have him on your show. He's really good. Have you heard about that book? Yes, I have, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. It's I'll net it out for you. Here you go. You know, here's the cliff notes. The cliff notes are that basically in our 50s and 60s, if we've gone through three gates in our maturation, we have the ability to leverage the way that our brain can think now in so many more dimensions with the experience and wisdom that we have to, to achieve both physical and mental incredible things at this time in our life, in this kind of menopausal, postmenopausal era of our lives. It's like the sweet spot of our incredible work. Like this is what's happening for me right now, for sure. And the three gates that you have to go through are you have to find your passion in your 20s and 30s. In your 30s and 40s, you have to work your passion, which I sure did when I hit my 40s. And I was like, my passion is passion. (laughs) That was easy. (laughs) And then in your 40s and 50s, you have to start to forgive all your transgressors for the traumas, the all the things that have had. You got to forgive and forget. And the interesting caveat about that is that I think there are some people who are genetically wired to struggle with forgive and forget, and it holds them back. People who've been betrayed or traumatized, including generational trauma that's handed down from our families and installed in us. I mean, I think all that stuff is there. And if you can't move through the traumas and forgive, forget, and let go and move forward and say, hey, hey, that stuff happened to me, but it doesn't define who I am. It might have changed my behaviors, but now I'm aware of when those behaviors are being triggered. And I just have a mindfulness state that's like, okay, hey, you're okay now. Let's move on. If you can hit those three things, you can get into this incredible explosion of your thinking, your physical ability. You can do things that you never thought you could do. And they come later in life because of this maturity that befalls us in our middle age. And I think that's a very interesting thing, but I think there's one thing that Stephen Kotler missed. And now he's only written 14 books and 11 of them are New York Times bestsellers. So I, I realize that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty audacious to be like correcting Stephen Kotler, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what I think he missed was learning to stand for yourself. We we women, it is culturally, we are culturally, our sovereignty has been robbed in our culture. That's going back to that patriarchal thing. We have to learn how to speak up for ourselves. And without that, we really can't be in a position to pull all these incredible things that we have together into the best work of our lives. So I think that's the one thing. And he's a man, so he doesn't have to deal with that, which is why I think he missed it. Because if a woman wrote that book, she'd be like, the one thing that's missing here is being a sovereign being. You got to stand up. You got to speak for you. This is not working for me. You're rushing me. I don't like doing this. I want more of this. My body needs these things. And now I'm just specifically talking about in relation with a partner. I don't feel badly about asking for what I need because I know if I ask for what I need, it's going to create way more pleasure for both of us. So I'm not here to perform for you. I'm here to get my satisfaction, my orgasmic reboot to calm my own nervous system, to feel loved and cherished and adored and treasured and well satisfied. And that's why we're both here is to co-create that together. So let's get on a level playing field here and I'll tell you what I need. You're happy to get it. Now we're getting somewhere. Now I can get to the best sex of my life as long as my genitals work, which I would like to talk about some of those therapies too, if you want to. No, no, I'd love to talk about that. But I think, yeah, you hit on 
Glad you gave me the synopsis on our country. Because you're right. You're right. Women, women have never really had sovereignty over our own bodies. I was sitting with a friend the other day and with her grandbaby and her grandbaby's like just barely a year, you know, and she's saying hi and she's waving. She's across from me. And I was, you know, and I was so happy because, you know, they were like, say hi to Betty. They didn't make her come to me. Right. You know, because, you know, because, you know, the truth is engender little boys and little girls differently. We teach little girls to give up their sovereignty of their body. Like, go hug your so-and-so, go hug this person, where we don't do that with little boys. So this lack of sovereignty starts early and we don't even recognize in most cases that we don't have it, you know, so. I have to say, I recently, I have a beautiful little baby girl in my life, Zoe, my my girlfriend, who is a, a pleasure coach, a sexual pleasure coach. She wanted to have an ecstatic home birth and I was her ecstatic birth partner. And I gave her yoni massages for the duration of her pregnancy. And it was so much fun to feel her belly grow and to feel her vulva changing and to feel little Zoe doing backflips inside her as she was having orgasms. And it was this really interesting relationship that we had where we're not lovers, but I gave her orgasms like crazy during her entire pregnancy. And we're really trying to forge a path for free birth, for home birth, for non-interventional birth where the medical system doesn't have to take over our bodies and force us to have babies earlier than we want them they're ready to come out and i mean it's just such a that even that area of women's rights is so controlled by the patriarchal systems not to mention of course choice of birth so i don't know why i added that in but it just we were talking about babies and i just love that little zoe she's so precious i love her so much and i can't wait to see her grow up <laughs> oh, that's awesome that's awesome you know because yeah because it's yeah we just we just don't have ownership of our body which then translates into our sexuality and our comfort with it and learning how to exactly. speak about it so i want you to talk a little bit about how you know pleasure in different ways you can help protect kind of your your physicality, right? Because again, women are like, scary stuff is going on down here. I don't know what's going on, but I'm a little nervous about it. So what can women do? Explain a little bit more about your question. I'm not sure I understand your question. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, a little bit about, you know, women going through the change of menopause and, yeah. and other things and, and taking care of the body itself. And you make a statement, I guess I should have phrased it this way, That's is okay. you make a statement about you know, everybody thinks about the hormones, like, oh, it's all about the yeah. hormones, it's all about the hormones, but it's also yeah. about blood flow and yeah. other, what are other things yeah. that women can do, you know, to I'm help? I'm so glad you know that it's about blood flow because it is, that's the number one thing. I know a lot of, a lot of people think, oh, it's my hormones. When in actual fact, it's actually a loss of nitric oxide production. By the time we're 50, we have half the nitric ox- oxide production we did when we were 20. Nitric oxide is the gaseous signaling molecule that sends blood flow where you need it to go in your body. You don't have blood everywhere all the time. Your body, your vascular system has vascular tone. It has muscle to it. And the muscles squeeze the blood where it needs to go to your brain when you're thinking, to your heart, when you're exercising, to your pelvic bowl, when you're making love. And that's what PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, et cetera, they work on PDE5 is the enzyme that suppresses the nitric oxide from running out. It keeps nitric oxide going longer, which keeps his penis harder and firmer. That is, remember we have a penis size amount of erectile tissue in our vulva, but nobody's talking about women's ED. Nobody's talking about it. Oh no, we don't want to talk about women's ED, even though we have a penis wrapped around, you know, penis worth of erectile tissue wrapped around our vulva. So the very first thing that I do when women talk to me about wanting to feel more libido. And I actually like to talk about libido, desire, and arousal. Libido is the body, your body, and your horniness. And it's the other side of the same coin as your overall health. So if your health isn't good, your libido is not good. So you'll know when you're starting to feel better, if you're correcting dysbiosis, working with your gut, solving chronic fatigue, whatever might be going on with you, autoimmune issues, what have you, when you start to solve those things, you'll feel your libido come back. A desire is the mind. It's, uh, I feel desirable, worried about body image issues. And then I feel sexy. I like my partner. They're not pissing me off. I want to want them. I want them. And then arousal is, 
our slow 20, 30 minute arousal to get all of the blood flow into the nooks and crannies of the three erectile tissue systems of our vulva. We've got the clitoral, the urethral, and the perineal erectile structures that circle the vaginal canal. And the tip of the clitoris, the glands, is just the tip of the iceberg. It's all buried in there. And so when our nitric oxide is low, we can't get the blood flowing, which means we're flaccid. And if we're flaccid, we're small. And when we're small, there's less surface area. And when there's less surface area, there's not as many pleasure signals going to the brain, which means that it's more difficult to achieve climax. So what we want is more blood flow to expand the vulvar tissue, all that erectile tissue to plump it up, give us our lady erection. And then that gives us more surface area, sending the signals to the biggest sex organ in our mind our, in our, is our brain and our body is our brain. And that all helps more than anything. Though my second thing I like is put testosterone cream on the clitoris and labia on a daily basis. It gives us lady balls. It makes us hornier. It makes our clitoral structures meatier. It's just good for us. I mean, it's good for us in life and it's good for its confidence building. It's everything and it helps us orgasm better. So testosterone applied to the clitoral structures in a compounded cream is a wonderful treatment. So those are two important things. So nitric oxide supplementation, if you're over 40, citrulline is the thing you want. And though I have a publishing company, I also have a supplement company because I looked at all the citrulline nitric oxide products in the market. And frankly, most of them are made in China from corn syrup. And it's like corn liquor. And the corn liquor, it's pesticide, pesticide sprayed all over corn. They harvest the corn, they stick it in a vat, they ferment it. It's made into corn liquor. And then they put, they inoculate it with bacteria that eats the corn liquor. It's the sugars and poops out arginine. And then they inoculate it again with another bacteria that eats the arginine and poops out the citrulline. And you're left with white powder that still has all the pesticide residues in it. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. It's, it's insane. So I said, I want to make a real food nitric oxide supplement. I think I have it right here. I do. Hot oh, damn. I have this couch full of things <laughs> that I sit on here. This is flow. I can send you some, Betty. I'd love to send you some. Let me know. Sure. It's made, it's citrulline made from Citrullus vulgaris, which is what the watermelon is. It's water, organic watermelon rind. It also has spinach for the nitrates, which turn into nitrites, which turn into nitric oxide in your system. And it also has pine bark in it, which has a polyphenol, a tannin that helps with blood flow. And so all of a sudden, women start taking this and they're like, wow, within 10 days, I finally started lubricating again because our vagina is not a sheath. It's not an inside out penis. It's a pocket, a muscle that's a pocket. It's not a gland. It's not self lubricating. It needs blood flow to the pelvic bowl that seeps through the vaginal mucosal lining and then really lubricates the tissue. And though how lubricated you are is not correlated to how turned on you are, you could be super turned on and dry as a bone. When you're super wet, it makes you feel even turned on more. It's so nice to have tons of lubrication. And I have, I have more lubrication now in my 60s than I did in my 20s. And I attribute it to a couple of things. I get Femi Wave treatments. Femi Wave, you've heard of Gaines Wave. Have you heard of Gaines Wave? Yep, absolutely. So Gaines wave is kind of the gold standard for penile rejuvenation. It's an acoustic wave applied to the outside of the penis that knocks the plaque off and stimulates new tissue, nerve, and vascular growth. It rejuvenates and reverses the atrophy of aging of the penis, helps it get firm and hard again. Femi wave is the female version. They finally launched it. And I have to tell you, I am a spokesperson for this company because I want to be. I want people to know about it. It is just incredible. And the Femi Wave is fantastic. It's done over the mons, over the clitoral external area, down the labial area and the perineal area. And it helps with incontinence, lubrication, loss of tissue and loss of orgasmic sensation. And I'm a 
about ready to go have another one you do a series of them and i cannot tell you how please i'm always chasing my incontinence i've got that thing my girlfriend calls keyhole incontinence where you stick your key in the lock in the door and you feel like you're going to pee your pants before you can get to the toilet i hate that like i get it pull it in my garage it drives me crazy it's called urge incontinence and so i'm chasing that with my femi waves right now and it's really helped a lot so far and i'm excited to have my next treatment so these are things that help with all that blood flow reversing atrophy even your labia they get saggy as you age femi wave pops them back up again and your clitoris is underneath there your clitoris your your clitoral legs are underneath the outer labia that's where they're located and if they can't plump up you're missing your erectile function so it's incredible i used to have to send people to get like lasered in their vagina and stuff man i hate that stuff that's only if you have intractable issues the femi wave works so well with the nitric oxide that it's fantastic. I've got a couple of other tricks up my sleeve too, if you want to hear them. Yeah, I'm so glad, you know, because I have several friends that, that provide Gaines Wave treatments. And I remember the first time they talked about it, I'm like, well, what about us? Yes. <laughs> like, wait a minute. So this is fabulous, you know. Yeah, they had to do you, all the testing. Yeah. And, you know, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was either 20, 2007 or, 2014, or 2014 was the first time that somebody actually mapped out the clitor clitoral tissue in, in a study. Like, no one, most people think it's just that little tiny nub, like yeah. that that's not all the way around and that it's part of the sexual organ. It is, it is the sexual organ and it's part of that whole experience. So, and the fact that that Femi wave can help is great. It's great. I wish I could take every woman in the world and magically take out all the erectile tissue from their vulva and fill their hands up with it and go, girl, look at what you have in there. Because if women could see it, I think that's why penises get so much attention. Plus, it's a patriarchal society, so it's all about the men's pleasure. But if we could see how all that tissue would literally fill up our hand, we would be like, whoa, man, we got to take care of that stuff. I need my lady erection. That's right. That's right. So what's one other thing? You said you had some other tools in your tool yeah. chest. What's another thing? Well, I'm worried about holding this up because... I want you to be able to post this on YouTube, so I'm not going to, mm -hmm. but it's a vagina device and it's made, it's a woman made company. If you go to vaginadevice.com, um, you will see it. And it's an intravaginal at home FDA class two device. They primarily market it for incontinence, but it is fantastic for glycogen remodeling of the vaginal mucosal layer. So like bacterial vaginosis is a huge issue. And even if women don't necessarily have bacterial vaginosis, we have very delicate vaginal microbiomes. And sometimes the sugar, the glycogen, can really get off. And it doesn't necessarily mean you've got a yeast infection or a bacterial infection or anything like that, but it can just not be quite right. And so it uses red light therapy, photobiomodulation inside the vagina. You slide this beautiful little device inside you, and the red light stimulates mitochondrial growth. It helps with toning. It helps with incontinence. It reverses laxity. It is a fantastic device that you can use at home and it works perfectly. It's like a sexual biohacking stack to use the vagina device with the Femi Wave, with the flow, you know, the nitric oxide booster, those three things. My gosh, they're fantastic. Flow is cheap. And I need to give you a link for that. Buy Flow Now is my like special podcaster website where it's, you know, the best place you can buy. I mean, you can buy it on Amazon if you want to, but why not buy it? Super cheap. B-U-I-F-L-O-W-N-O-W. -O -W -O -W, buy Flow Now. And then, so the combination of Flow and the vagina device and Femi Wave is amazing. If you want to add to that, you can get O shots or orgasm shots. That's the PRP into the clitoral and urethral structures. That helps a lot. If you want to go even further, you could add exosomes to the injection. I'm not sure that you need to bother with stem cells, frankly, even though people talk about that for erectile dysfunction. Exosomes are the signaling molecules that call to your body for healing and repair. I'm actually next week going to Vegas to see, to recelebrate with Dr. Gross. He's going to be injecting it into my torn ACLs. I skied in Big Sky a few, like a month ago and tore my ACLs. And my body's doing a good job of healing, but I'm going to goose it right at the end of the acute healing window where my body's going to be like, well, that's probably good enough. You're just an old lady anyway with, oh, no, I'm not. 
I'm a whippersnapper and I need to get back on the slopes. I'm going to goose it with exosome injections right into the knee bones because your tendons actually grow out of the bone. And if you put the exosomes there, it'll grow that tendon back faster. So there's so many things we can do to reverse the atrophy and the damage of aging. And that's all over our bodies. And the things that we're doing orthopedically and for longevity work in our genitals as well, whether it's the acoustic wave or the PRP or the the exosomes, the red light therapy, they can all these things we're hearing about in biohacking can be applied to our genital systems so that we can have a longer sex span, pleasurable sex instead of painful sex. That's awesome. Now, before you and I got on the recording, you were talking, we were giggling and talking about just being busy and everything that you're doing. You're in the middle of writing three different books. Is that right? Yeah, mama. <laughs> Overdo it. Just, yeah. Tell me, tell me what, what, what juicy tidbits are coming. <laughs> well, the three things I'm working on, one is called orgasmic intercourse. I, I like to teach people how to cross that gasm chasm. I, I like to teach women and their partners how to have the most incredibly orgasmic intercourse possible. And it's just learned skills. And there's just a few things you might be missing to cross that cap, to to close that gap. So I'm writing that. And then the second thing that I'm writing is orgasmic cross training, which is basically learning how to have those 20 kinds of orgasms using the seven different types of sexual technology, aka sex toys. I don't think they're toys. I think they're tools, sex tools that teach your body how to expand more neural pathways and expand all that, all that tissue. So some is clitorally focused, some is labially focused, some is G-spot focused, some is vaginally focused. You know, we want to stimulate all these areas with different types of pleasuring tools. So I'm doing that. And then I'm also launching my Quiet Vibe Awards. I'm a hypersensitive person. I'm very sensitive to noise. And there are many people who don't want noisy tools in their bedroom. And there are many people who have kids in the house. There are many people who live with their parents. There are many people who live with roommates or they have thin walls and they don't want to use tools because they're, they're like, oh, someone could hear. And I just am launching the Quiet Vibe Awards and the Quiet Vibe Guide. And interestingly enough, one of your recent guests from Mystery Vibe has some of the quietest vibrators on the market, the Tenuto excellent for men with erectile dysfunction who should be going and getting their gains waves and their pee shots and using their penis pump to fix it. But while they're in restoration and remediation, the Tenuto is fantastic for coupled play. Their Poco, which is their small vibrator, is super quiet and incredibly programmable. And their their other one, what's their third one called? Oh, Crescendo. That's a very nice flexible vibrator. So just shout out kudos to you for having Mystery Vibe on because I like how they're crossing the tool and toy gasm, you know, chasm too. They're doing a really good job. They have proof that the more women stimulate with these toys, the more blood flow, the more erectile function, and the more pleasure that they can feel. And so if you're listening to us right now and you haven't yet gotten a couple of different toys and started playing with them, I really want to encourage you to do it. It is going to improve your sex life. I promise you will have better orgasms when you start doing that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when I was talking to Dr. Salm, one of the things that he brought up, because we don't have a lot of, I mean, we have studies on, yes, we better orgasms and things like that when, when we stimulated that tissue. But nobody's really looked at, do we have less cancer? Do we have less heart disease? Do we have less? Do we live longer? But one of the stu- some of the studies that he was pointing out is if a man had more prostate stimulation, yes, right, that they had less incident of prostate cancer. And of course, they were looking in populations where there's probably more of that that were doing more, you know, different techniques and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, my bet is is that if we looked at people that stimulated their sexual tissue, had more orgasms, had had better you know, just overall function with their sexuality longer that all of those other things would also be further down the road, if not on, you know, completely off the road at this point. And I haven't seen any studies of that, but I, I would bet money that if we did them, they would be true. Yeah, there's no question that all of the 
uh, endocrine cascades that are released, uh, the neurotransmitter cascades that are released from having orgasmic intimacy are incredibly good for your body. Incredibly good. I mean, like I, like I started the show saying, just knowing that you look 10 years younger, if you have intimate connection three times a week and notice I didn't say sex. Because honestly, you can have orgasms in so many different ways. It does not require, quote unquote, intercourse. It does not. Now, it's my favorite part, but only one one millionth better than everything else I do in my sex life. So, um, you know, I just wish we could get off that, you know, intercourse thing and just think bigger. Think bigger about everything. Think bigger about your vulva. Think bigger about your pleasure. Think bigger about your sex span. Think bigger about your conversations in the bedroom. Like, that's what I'm really trying to do is just expand, push out the possibility so that everyone is like, well, I could do that. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's great. I think that's great. So do you have any parting wisdom that you want to share with my listeners? Like one last little tidbit? Yes. I I came here to talk to you about a free gift that I give away as well. Now, I've dropped a lot of URLs and everything I've given you is free. The Sex Life Bucket List, Sexual Soulmates book, except for Biflow now, that's of course a, a supplement. But I wanted to give you something that I created that if a woman is like, I wish, I wish she had talked more about my vulva, the parts of it, how my arousal system works, her recommendations for expanding my personal pleasure. I wish she'd gone into more detail about that. I have a video which I've transcribed into a PDF at arousalsecrets.com where I really walk you through how your body works, what all the parts are, how they like to be touched so that you can you can inform yourself, do these things to yourself and teach your partner what to do. It's very empowering for women to watch that video because they're like, I did not know those things. This was super. This was like, why don't they teach this to us in school? You know, well, they don't. So Susan Bratton does it for you. So arousalsecrets.com is the thing I want to leave you with. If you're wanting more knowledge about your own body and how it works so that you can have matriarchal, not patriarchal intimacy. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. We could we could go on for hours. (laughs) about this anytime i love talking you back i'll have you back and we'll talk more and so i thank you so much for being on menopause mastery it has been fabulous thank you for having me it's my pleasure thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to your fans and followers about something that i think is such a it's like a consternation of menopause is that women do struggle with this and i want you to know that there's so many things you can do and so much more you can have so thank you betty yes thank you so much so much All right, everybody, thank you for listening to Menopause Mastery. If you loved the show, please leave a review and with a friend because this is how we get the message out. And thank you so much for listening. I'll be with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Menopause Mastery podcast. You are why I'm here and I am so very grateful. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any wisdom on creating the most exceptional life on our terms. If this episode has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend to spread the love and together we rise. You can follow me on social media at Betty Murray PhD and you can reach me online at BettyMurray.com. 